right, thank you, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll-free, our number is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the uh, program. Well, that was an explosive hour at 9 a.m. this morning, as we promised it would be. I mean, we've got news breaking, big, big news breaking out all over the place. You got a debt crisis in 21 days, and Joe Biden would not talk to Kevin McCarthy for 97 days. And I hate to tell Joe, but... Probably your only option, unless you want to default on the country for the first time in history, is you're going to have to go along with Kevin McCarthy's very fiscally responsible bill, which would return spending to 2022 levels. Oh, big deal. Uh, Which would cap uh, baseline budgeting at 1%. Baseline budgeting being the annual usual increases in spending for varying departments, etc., which is responsible. Uh, Would also... Uh, bring back, you know, other fiscal responsibility. It's been scored by the CBO at saving $4.8 trillion over 10 years. And you know what? We got to stop stealing from our kids and our grandkids. And I think that's all that that they're going to be able to negotiate. Chuck Schumer is not going to be able to get cloture in the Senate because 43, and last night Senator Kennedy said, I didn't sign it, but I'm, I'm absolutely with the House Republicans, he told me. So that's 44 people, if they stay strong in the Senate, and the House has already raised the debt ceiling, I don't see what option Biden has. Now, he's talking about invoking the 14th Amendment. That is not constitutionally sound, and I've talked to a lot of attorneys about it. So, so we got the debt crisis now coming to a head. Uh, Title 42... Uh, the one tool that the Biden administration had, uh, which they didn't use uh, to keep illegal immigrants coming into the country, uh, expires tomorrow. The line is massive. I mean, massive uh, of people that will be illegally entering this country um, and all the things associated with that. Uh, We now have new developments as it relates to the 51 former Intel officials that outright lied to the American people because they wanted to tip the scales in the balance of the 2020 election in favor of Joe Biden over Donald Trump. Um, Now we're learning that there were active CIA employees that were involved in the effort of Tony Blinken and Mike Morrell to get former Intel officials to sign the, you know, to be a signatory to this this document that said it had all the earmarks of Russian disinformation when not one of them knows a single thing about it. They never took the time to look at it and it all turned out to be false. And then they bragged about how this was really just designed to be a talking point for Biden when Trump was going to bring it up that Thursday during their presidential debate. Wow. On top of the FBI that had Hunter's laptop in December of 2019, John Solomon said again last night, They had verified the authenticity of that laptop in the spring of 2020. And why did the FBI have FBI agents meeting weekly in the months leading up to the 2020 presidential election, uh, warning big tech uh, that they may be victims of of a foreign misinformation campaign and that it may be about Joe and Hunter Biden, according to the former head of site integrity at Twitter, uh, Yoel Roth, in the that's the case in, in Missouri that we had talked a lot about. And then, of course, we got James Comer's presser, along with, you know, Jim Jordan from earlier today. I mean, they're making real progress in all of this. It's breathtaking. 
And I and what you got to understand in this, and I think it's very very key, and Comer emphasized this. This is only the beginning. We're only beginning to touch the surface in terms of what the Biden family syndicate was actually involved in. This is not the this is not the end. This is an interim report of what they have found. Now, thankfully, it took a lot of hard work. It took a lot of time, but they found over 170 suspicious activity reports uh, relating to the Bidens. They found over 20 LLCs that the Bidens were using. They know that nine Biden family members benefited financially from monies with, with foreign countries, many of them hostile regimes towards the United States. But the, the magnitude of, of this is, is it's just going to get worse and worse for the Bidens as every day goes by. Now, this is why James Comer was saying, don't charge Hunter Biden uh, until you hear where our investigation is going. Now, what's the AG supposed to do? What, go for the low-hanging fruit? He lied on his gun application, which, by the way, is not insignificant. Or the low-hanging fruit that he didn't pay his taxes? Uh, and those two felony counts, that that's not going to cut it either. And I'd bet, by the way, I'll bet every dollar I have that j- there's no way Joe Biden does not p- pardon Hunter Biden. No way. At some point, that's going to happen. Um, but, you know, we've, we have documents now showing over $10 million in foreign money flowing, you know, into these these 20 shell com- uh, corporations. Now, there are, leg- there are legitimate LLCs. Like I have LLCs where, uh, for example, for this radio show, uh, it's a legitimate business. And then you have LLCs where you just funnel money into. And that seems to be what the Biden family, you know, syndicate model was, is that they created these LLCs for the for the Bidens so that they can, you know, send the money to this LLC, to that LLC with the impression that they're doing something for the money. And and we know that they're doing absolutely nothing. At the end of the day, you know, in the case of, you know, over 10 million in foreign money flowing into these these shell companies, benefiting nine Biden family members, including children. Now, it raises the question, what did the kids do to earn that money? What did the children do? What did Joe do? What did Hunter do to deserve this money? In other words, what did they do for the money that they're getting from China and Russia and Ukraine and Kazakhstan and all of these other countries? Now, we already have proven that Joe Biden lied repeatedly on the campaign trail. I mean, I noticed that, you know, the the media, all they want to talk about is George Santos. All right, George Santos. I won't resign. George Santos. He's a liar. How this guy ended up being my congressman, I have no earthly idea. Uh, But he did. So but putting all that aside for a second, it's you know, we've got to know what did this president know and when did he know? it. We know he lied. We know he lied big time when he said that he never, ever had a single conversation with Hunter or a single conversation with any family member about their foreign business dealings. We know they lied about that. We don't have a final number. How much money in business with how many countries did the Biden family syndicate do? In other words, I know they did the $1.5 billion deal with the Bank of China. We'll have Peter uh, Peter Schweitzer and Eric Eggers on later. They chronicled that. They launched their book, Secret Empires, right here on this show in 2018. We'll ask them about it. But And again, that was a private equity. Hunter got a private equity stake in that. 
you know, in the GMA interview, he said, well, I never got a penny from China. Uh, yeah, but you got a stake in the private equity company and you have no experience that I, we can find in private equity. You know, the great the simplest example of how this is all corrupt is is going back to the basics, the one we know about the most. And that's Ukraine. And that's Joe Biden, post vice presidency, bragging that as vice president, he went to Ukraine with a billion dollars that he was supposed to deliver to them. And he said to them, I'm not going to give it to you unless you fire that prosecutor over there. His name was Victor Shokin. And Victor Shokin has said in interviews that he got fired within the six hour time frame because Joe Biden demanded it. Now, why would a vice president of the United States ever want a prosecutor in Ukraine fired? Well, he's, that prosecutor was investigating his son and the company that was paying his son a fortune. And the same son that went on Good Morning America and admitted he had no experience with Ukraine, energy, oil, gas or coal. So that raises a question. What did they do to take this money? What do they do for the money? You know, if you have no expertise, I mean, is there any American you think you're going to get hired and pay that kind of money, millions of dollars, and you have no experience, no expertise at all whatsoever? I love I love people I meet. So I could do a talk show. I said, go ahead, go home and do a talk show. Talk into your microphone uh, at home or in your phone or whatever you want to talk into. Talk into it for an hour straight. Tell me then how easy it is. And I'm not saying it's easy, but, you know, you have to have some level of expertise, some level of experience if you're going to do this job or it's going to be, I'll tell you, it's going to be what Rush used to call the Tom Daschle show. Remember that? That was hilarious. This is the Tom uh, Daschle show. Or Alec Baldwin when he actually did try out. That was That's my classic tape of all time. I don't have time to play it now. Um, so, you know, we're looking at the incriminating evidence, you know, comes from these 170 suspicious activity reports uh, that were flagged by banks. And there's still they expect more might be coming sent to the criminal division at the Treasury Department. The Biden administration refused to cough up the records until the committee forced its hand. Uh, there are still more documents to be examined. And, you know, whenever there's corruption and graft, uh, you know, Biden appears to, you know, what, what did Joe Biden do? And if Joe Biden's family's making all this money, is there a reason why there were no ramifications for the spy balloon that flew over our skies in Alaska, down the coast of Canada, over the skies of Idaho, Montana, our missile silos, our military bases, Kansas, uh, Missouri, Kentucky, the Carolinas? How come there's no ramifications for that? How come there were no ramifications when Russia took down one of our, our drones? How come there's no, no payback on any of these things? You know, it is, you know, these shady deals. Oh, I never knew a single thing. Well, we've got 14 specific meetings that we have identified of Joe Biden meeting with Hunter and his farm business partners. Then we, he, then we have conversations with Hunter about getting some of these potential business partners, foreign business partners, you know, into the state dinners at the White House uh, and whether or not they can meet with Joe and then letters going back. I can't believe your father spent so much time with me. Oh, this is awesome. This is great. What did these countries expect in return for the money that they're paying the Bidens? Why would you give them all this type of money? 
You know, Comer was so strong today. He said Biden, he'll be on TV tonight. He said the Biden family got money from foreign entities while Joe was vice president and leading the efforts in those countries. Now, they're expecting and they're demanding both Comer and Charles Grassley. They believe that the FBI and the DOJ, according to a credible whistleblower, their words, not mine, uh, that they have evidence of Joe taking certain actions in exchange for monies that went to the Biden family syndicate. I want to see if we get that information. The deadline was noon today. There's no word yet as to whether or not that information was handed over to the committee, but I'll I'll ask Comer tonight, and we'll find out. Uh, I can't play it all now. We'll never get it in in the first hour, but uh, Comer was brilliant today. So was Jim Jordan today. You know, we have an issue with Jordan now. We're discovering that active CIA agents were involved in recruiting some of these former intel officials uh, to sign that document that they that they had no idea was ever true about Hunter's laptop. Active? Okay, so now the CIA is, is putting their cinder blocks on the, on the scales of an election, the way the FBI did with big tech, the way they, they did it back in 2016, and the FBI and the dirty dossier. I mean, at some point, we, we've got to get our country back here. This great republic is hanging by a thread. And I worry about its future. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN is our number if you want to be a part of the program. Also, later, all things Simple Man Bill O'Reilly, Peter Schweitzer, and Eric Eggers will join us as well. Uh, Look, when it comes to crime being on the rise, uh, I needed to upgrade my firearm security. So I started researching what is the best gun safe out there. And I found something that is a game changer. It's called Safe X. It's put out by Rhino Metals. Rhino like the animal. And it's revolutionary, and it makes any standard safe, frankly, or any standard gun safe obsolete. You go to their website, it's rhinosafe, R-H-I-N-O-S-A-F-E dot com, and you'll see their side-by-side pry tests. And then you're going to think, oh, these safes look really, really secure, and they're not. That's the beauty of Rhino Metals. Anyway, they've got amazing exterior styling. I got the Antique Industrial Ironworks. It looks like an old safe that's been around for decades and decades. I love the look. Uh, Linda got a safe as well. Rhino Metals has a huge network of dealers across the country. Uh, If you're a dealer and you're not carrying Rhino safes, you need to carry them. Anyway, a veteran-owned company. They've been in business since 1995. It's the best company if you want to keep your firearms safe and secure. RhinoSafe.com. Rhino, like the animal, R-H-I-N-O-S-A-F-E.com.